But da da da. I still never know how to start Atlanta, these things. Na na na. My heart is in Atlanta. No, no it's not. No it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Welcome to the week seven college football extravaganza. excited listen to us at your saturday tailgate party uh coming at you live from pensacola florida i'm robert here. vincent's yeah, house yeah my house at my mom's house and <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that's all the best podcast start oh yeah and joining me is joey clark from Ooh, jj's diner up, y'all we are the Higher Frequency crew. Uh, Davis is doing some radio stuff on his real radio show. Yeah, he abandoned us. And yeah. You can see it's already a disaster. Without <laughs> his picks were bad. Oh, they were bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all our picks are bad. So if you're looking at this podcast to take your Vegas bets, don't. I've had a couple of decent ones. You right? actually had a good one. And uh, let's just go ahead and talk about it. You yeah. nailed the Red River rivalry. I won't say I nailed because I still thought Oklahoma was going to win. I just knew it wasn't going to be. It was going to be less than a seven point game, which I was getting worried for a second there when Texas went up by like two t- or three touchdowns. But Oklahoma came roaring back. And I felt like you were right. I just wanted to believe that Oklahoma could actually make it, you know, back to the championship like they did last year because they looked good last year. But. Last year, their defense was also suspect, and this year, it hasn't changed a bit. Yeah, I mean, but they're in a conference where no one plays defense, but when you recruit like Oklahoma recruits, you expect better than what they saw. And that's what all the fans are saying. You got four- and five-star kids. You got blue chips all over the field. Mm -hmm. If you have a halfway decent defensive scheme, you know, it – and the Stoops brothers usually can coach defense. Like, that's how uh, Mark, Kentucky's head coach, that's how he got his name is coaching defense. Right. And, yes, Mike just doesn't have that gene or whatever it is. I don't know if it's him or if it's the fact of the Big Ten. Maybe they just don't yeah. play defense in the Big Ten. They and never have. I, in the Big 12, yeah. I don't I don't, oh, my bad, yeah. Yeah, I don't keep up with uh, the Big 12 that much. Uh, it's just, you know, I was watching uh, – the highlights of the game because I was I was in Gainesville uh, reporting live from the Florida LSU game. Oh yeah, I was drunken drunkenly reporting to myself. Hey, y'all did good. Yes, yes, we'll talk about that later. But um, I I was watching this one play over uh, where Oklahoma, or Texas had slipped I think uh, the running back out on a wheel route mm-hmm. and. Oklahoma had this guy who looks like a defensive lineman playing at linebacker depth. Yeah. In a spot where <laughs> normally it, like it's a nickel or a buck spot where mm-hmm. you would put a strong safety to come down and stop the run. And uh, he was lined up on the running back. Running back is just faster than him. It, that's a bad matchup. For and, sure. And credit to the quarterback or the offense coordinator who saw that and right. called the play. But. Right. And not credit to Mike Stoops for putting him in that position. Exactly. Because all that week in practice, when they go over that formation, they're saying, we're going to line up in this formation. And if they put this big motherfucker on you, you're going to take the ball. <laughs> yeah. And if he if he runs a swing pass, you come down and get it. Oh, shit, he ran a wheel route. Mm-hmm. Game over. You know, that's, yeah. that's a defensive lineman being way too far back. It's true. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, I, I do like Tom Herman as a coach. I think he's a really good coach, and he's the right guy for Texas. But, man, he sounds like a future Texas coach. You know, Tom Herman. Herman. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. He's a Texas guy. But it's like Oklahoma, you want them – you feel like they're going to take that next step to where they're – you know, all year they just haven't – they just haven't really played anybody. And they finally play somebody and they get beat. And it's not like Texas or Oklahoma doesn't have a history of good defense. Like you said, uh, Stoops are known for – you know, having good defensive plans and overall good coaching too. Yeah. Remember uh, back, did Stoops coach Oklahoma back in uh, 2000 when when uh, they beat Florida I'm State? Pretty sure he was. Yeah, a highly that was explosive. Bob, that was the other brother. Yeah, a highly explosive Florida State team. Well, that, also that was Mark Rick had already taken the Georgia job and was halfway in, halfway out. Right. As our offense coordinator. Right. So how much stock? Do you so maybe that's that? a maybe that's a bad uh, bad uh, stat or not stat, but. Maybe a bad callback to uh, you know. Yeah, it's, years I think ago. it's more that's more of an anomaly from the circumstances surrounding the game. But I was uh, five years old, six years old at that time. So right. <laughs> and the thing, thing about it also this week, it, you know, in the present, 
I just saw in Oklahoma a defense that whenever uh, whenever the running back would run, the defense wasn't hitting the holes. Like, the linebackers yeah. were not hitting the holes fast enough. Um, and when they did, they over-pursued, took themselves out of play. The Texas uh, O-line did a pretty good job yeah. of getting them out of the play, they, too, and keeping them there. Yeah, they were just in rhythm the whole game. That quarterback, Ellinger, is he's the real deal. He knows how to throw a football. And, and they really made developing. him look like two. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. that's what all the Oklahoma fans are mad about. They're like, they lost to Maryland twice, an emotional Maryland team. So, yeah. I don't know. And yeah, like first, I said last week, I'm giving Texas a pass on that game. But they Texas have played – they have some quality wins, for sure. They have more quality wins than Oklahoma TCU does. TCU and uh, USC. Yeah. Right. And you can debate how good USC is all you want. And but TCU. They also lost again last night. How did they? Oh, they did Texas lose. Texas Tech, yeah. yeah. Th- a little Thursday night ball game for you. 17-14. But still, those are two you know, big-time programs. They're going to be – those kids are going to come out and play against Texas. And so, I don't know. I we can talk all day about how bad Oklahoma's defense but was. that's a big but game for recruits, too. It is. You're right. And – I don't know. It's just like Oklahoma's defense is really bad, and they know their defense is bad. They got rid of their, their defense coordinator after the game, but I still like the way Kyler Murray came out and tried to lead them back to a win almost single-handedly and almost got the job done. He was just – the deficit was too big and without any help. But, he did. He did lead them and back. And they're, they're not out of the playoff contention. They're still going to play. In, if they went out, they'll still play in the Big Ticket Championship with a chance to go to the playoff. The thing is, firing uh, Mike Stoops – this right now is not going to make their defense any better. That's and you want to play a little game? Sure. Uh, let's play how bad is Oklahoma's defense. Ready? Um, all right, Joey. Uh, <laughs> how bad is Oklahoma's defense? How bad is it? All right. Uh, they have allowed 421 yards per game. Jesus That's Christ. a lot of yards. All right. They are 101st in uh, third down conversions on defense. 101st. 101st. Yep. So. I think uh, the only team worse than that is probably Florida State. Uh no, Florida State is actually, uh, I believe, in the top 25. Oh, really? Here, yeah, we might go off on a little tangent here. But in, in third down conversion on this defense, Florida State is number 35 with uh, a 34%, which is not bad. On the other hand, Oklahoma is 101st, and they are allowing uh, third down conversions 42% of the time. It's almost half the time. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yep. And uh, also, they are, let's see, number 96 defense just overall. And, like, points scored and plays ran. And That's uh, wildly yeah. bad. Yep. It's it's pretty bad. And they haven't been playing teams that are, like I said, they're not playing great teams and they're allowing that much. No, and then you go on uh, you go on the offensive side of the ball, and it's it's the complete opposite. It's night and day. They're, you know, they're mm-hmm. in the top. They're number seven. On third down conversions, uh, percentage wise, for well, offense. This was the issue going into the playoff last year. With you knew Baker Mayfield was going to put up points and have a great game against Georgia, and they went up and they should have beat Georgia. But again, when their defense needs to make a stop, they just can't do it. They like you. You see these teams all the time when they need to make a stop, the best teams get the stop. It's just not going to happen with Oklahoma. Nope. So basically, if, if they want to win, win out. If they if they're in the playoff and they want to win the national championship. Kyler Murray's got a score on every single drive, essentially. And I don't doubt that he can't. I doubt yeah, that true. he can't against Alabama. And Georgia, like that, like Baker Mayfield couldn't against Georgia, even though he put up 40-something points on him. Yeah. And honestly, uh, this week's going to be a good week for the benchmark on Georgia. We'll get to that true. in a second. Um, since we're already talking about Texas and Oklahoma, we'll – We'll just go down the line from 11 right now, I guess. Okay. And uh, skip UCF. We'll come back to UCF. After, yeah, I do want to talk this. about them. Yeah. Um, let's just go to Texas. And uh, before we get into the numbers, how about uh, Dicker the kicker? Dude, this kid. <laughs> I love him. This kid was like, I'm about to fuck shit up. Before, <laughs> before he even kicked the field goal, he was like, everybody in red's about to be real upset at oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Face? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, he knew. He knew. And I love it. As a kicker, you have to have that confidence or you're going to miss. Oh, dude. If you're not, if you're not confident, like, oh, I'm about to win the freaking game. I hope he goes pro this year. I don't even know if he's like a freshman sophomore or whatever but i hope he goes yeah. pro this year so i can draft him 
first round in my fantasy draft next year. Oh, for sure. Dicker the Dicker kicker. Dicker the kicker. What a name. I know, dude. It's like, it, again, it's like confidence. Your parents are confident that you're going to be a kicker, so they're like, fuck it. That Dicker. face, man. That <laughs> face he made before the kick. Someone was looking at him. He was like, I got this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like happy Red River my, rivalry, my ass. Yep. So, does Texas ride the momentum and, and uh, defeat Baylor this week? I think so. Yeah, I mean, again, I... And where do they go from here? I've watched a lot of teams win a big game like this, especially against a rival, and then go out and get beat the next week. They're playing Baylor, who, you know, you can't... Like, I hate when people do this in college football where it's like, Oklahoma beat Baylor by a million, so Texas has to beat them by a million or two. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't know. It's like, it, it. they're favored by 14. They should beat this team, but it's like, I'd like to see how they come out. Like, before I anoint them as national championship contenders, which they, I mean, at 5-1 and one with a win over Oklahoma, that's what everyone's going to be talking about. They're, top, they're number nine in the rankings right now. I'd like to see how they come out against Baylor. And they're tied for first in the Big 12 with Wait. West Virginia. Okay. And they play West Virginia. Yeah, so that that would be interesting. That because that might vault West Virginia up there into the comp or into the talks too. And they play West Virginia November third. Okay, yeah, and West Virginia also plays Oklahoma. So then you got to do the whole tiebreaker situation um, with yeah, the Big Oklahoma Twelve. You beats know, West Virginia and West Virginia beats Texas. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I I believe they'll win. I believe they'll cover the fourteen points, but. Again, it's like I I want to see it before I believe I don't know much about a good. We haven't seen Texas good in a long time, right? And yep. I, I I put stock into the thing that you have to learn how to win, because I, I really do think there's something to that. Instead of just saying, there's a lot of kids that who can just say, all right, we beat Oklahoma, we're the shit, we're gonna beat everybody. I you know, I'd like to see them come out and handle business. I'm I'm with you. Uh, I think uh, I don't think this Baylor team is. Is going to be a problem for them this yeah. week. But moving forward, I'm still unsure if they're going to get there to where they need to be and get into that college football playoff where all the Texas fans want to be. That's where they're used to being yeah. throughout their you know, history. And uh, Texas is one of those teams just like – uh, just like Florida and Florida State, you know, they're used to being in that top right now. They've been struggling lately. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not recently, recently, but over the past few years. Yeah, I mean, was it – it was less than 10 years ago that they were in the national championship against Alabama. Right. With uh, Colt McCoy. Oh, Colt McCoy, baby. And he got hurt. And I still, to this day, think if he didn't get hurt, that's... I was actually talking to a Texas fan today who was saying the same thing. If Colt didn't get hurt, he got hurt in the, uh, was it, like the first drive. Yeah, it was something crazy. And that backup tried to sling the ball around, but he just couldn't dump Alabama's defense. That was really the start of Alabama's dynasty, too. I really wanted to see Florida play... Texas that year because you go into that year that's the 2009 year mm-hmm. where Florida um, Florida has you know is undefeated up until they play Alabama and then they get shellacked and Tebow cries yeah, and yeah. then he they go on to beat Cincinnati handily but um, I think I think it would have been a good matchup if Dan Mullen would have stayed that year but that's that's, if that's in the past. And and yeah, I know. I'm just living. And, and Cam Newton, if he would have stayed too. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. would have been awesome. Ibs, ibs and butts. Yeah, I know, man. I'm living in an alternate universe. You can calm down. For sure. So what uh, we were gonna talk about somebody else right there. I forget who we we're gonna transition into. Uh, we can go to West Virginia since we. Let's go to West Virginia. Them. I had some notes yeah. on this game. This is gonna be an interesting game more than you think. Yeah, they're I think playing so too. Iowa State. Uh, Will Greer. Oh, it's it's not Will Greer. Yeah, it is Will Greer. For some reason, I was like, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but he threw four picks last week, but they still won. But um, he threw four from last week because he has six overall. Four of those were last week. Oh wow, he, they still won. The interesting thing is, is Kyler Murray still in the Heisman contention? Probably because he still had a big game. Will Greer has a chance to put up some huge numbers in this game. Iowa State's defense is giving up some of the most yards per attempt of anybody. I think it's like 7.7. That's a large number per attempt. And so Will Greer could have a chance to really pump his numbers up. But here's the thing. Iowa State, they put in a rookie qu- or a, a rookie quarterback, a true freshman quarterback last week when they were down, and he brought them back to win 49-42. to 42. Dang. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch that. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, can, 
can this kid tear up that defense? Again, this is a conference that doesn't play much defense. What What is this uh, uh, true freshman going to do against West Virginia's defense, and how many points and yards and touchdowns is Will Greer going to put up against Iowa State's defense? My thing uh, with Will Greer throwing the interceptions is he's throwing – right now he has uh, 1,819 yards. Yeah. So well, When you throw as much as he does, you're going to throw interceptions. Right. And – and the thing about Iowa State is they're allowing uh, 227, roughly, yards per game over the air. Yeah. Uh, multiply that when you're playing against a, a Heisman-winning quarterback. He could very much throw for 450 yards this game. I could see that easily. But, again, yeah, I think it's I think Iowa it's State's just one of those teams, though. They'll, they'll come out and get you, you know, especially a Big 12 opponent. Mm-hmm. Some Sometimes they get pumped, and it's and it's at Iowa State. It is at Iowa State, and West Virginia is only favored by 6.5. Right. Which there's something to say there because Iowa State's two and three. West Virginia's number six. I didn't realize they're that high. Yeah, yeah, they're getting up there. And the thing that's going to be interesting is, uh, is you look at the run game here, and uh, Brown for West Virginia. Let's see, what's his what's his first name? Letty Brown. Um, he's a freshman, and he's their leading rusher. And looking like he only has 300 yards on the season with three touchdowns. And you look at Iowa State's rush defense. And they only allow 122 rush yards per game, which is not that much, honestly. It's not. And uh, if they can control the run game and make Will Greer one-dimensional, and if they have good safeties, maybe they could do it. But I just don't see. It. I see this game being a, like a large score. Yeah. I'd love to see the over/under of this game because a lot a lot of people are calling for the upset, but I don't think I will. No, I think I think they win just because I don't think this defense can be able to stop them. They'll be able to score at will. But I think it's like a ten point game, so West Virginia covers. But it's I think it's going to be entertaining. I watch think it will one. be entertaining. I don't I, I don't doubt Stop it. Stop what you're doing at six p.m. and turn this game on. It's six not, p.m. game. Yeah. Yep. It's I like gonna, it. It's going to be wild. Yeah. All right. Let's go back. Let's take a step back and talk about the Knights because I have plenty of notes on on the UCF the Knights and Memphis. The only game. note I have on this game is. Uh, over or under one million points scored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's de- yeah. You're you're right. I definitely uh feel like this game is like looking under a microscope. Like at first glance, you see the object of the game, and you're like, okay, Memphis could win it, and then you fine tune it. The way I see it, I think UCF's gonna come out with the win. Yeah. Um, and my determining factor on that one was. Well, first I'll go through my my whole spill here. Go for it. Um, Mackenzie Milton, he has 1,500 yards with 15 touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, across the ball, Memphis' quarterback, Brady White, has 1,550 yards, 15 touchdowns, and one pick. So roughly the same numbers. Yeah. All right. And their offenses are putting up the same numbers. You look at the stats across the board, they're one team one way by a little bit, the other team uh, the other way by a little bit. Yeah. But if you go to third down conversions, which I, I think to me, if you're a team who is uh, stopping offenses on third downs, you're going to get the ball more. Oh, and, for sure. You know, that that's a good stat to indicate whether you're going to possess the ball more in that can game. Can you get your offense back on the field? Right. Or, can, oppositely, can your offense stay on the field? Right. But the thing is, both of these defense, both of the defenses are not that great. Mm-hmm. UCF's is a little better. Um, yeah. UCF uh, gets the gets offense uh, off the field 72% of the time, so they got a .38% third down conversion for their defense, whereas gotcha. Memphis has a .43%. So okay. it's very close. It's uh, number 73 versus number 108. Yeah, and this is another conference that's it's similar to the Big 12. They score a lot, don't play a lot of defense. But I'm, the, in the, I'm looking at the stats right here, and it's like these rushing yards leaders from Memphis. Their leading rusher has 14 more carries than UCF's, but he has 600 more yards right. on 14 more carries. I saw that too, but I've seen UFC and uh, on the ESPN UCF. app. Yeah, 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 sorry. UCF. And they they spread the ball out a lot more. Okay, so they got more running. I but, think they spread the ball out a lot more. But still, he only has 14 more carries than the guy, and the guy has 600 more yards than him. So he might just be a beast. 
I haven't I seen true, Memphis yeah. play. I haven't seen Memphis play. Well, this game last year, did they play twice last year? They played at least, I know, one one game. It was extremely close, back and forth constantly. And if you're sitting there with a gun to my head and saying, who's going to win this game? I'm going to say UCF because, I mean, they're probably just a better team. But I mean, take a look, look at, at them. Take a look at the uh, – it's it's like almost 50-50. On I know, the ESPN but app. okay. So let's use the thing that I hate: subjectivity and the eye test. Right. UCF's a better team, but man, I'm pretty close to picking Memphis in this game as my upset of the week. I wouldn't hate you if you did, because I just think it, it's going to be so back and forth that anything can happen. And those type of games where they're scoring constantly, one pick, one random stop whatever it is and the game completely shifts i think you're right and it's at memphis and memphis uh mm-hmm. has a pretty good stadium there and their atmosphere can get and they're not be, hostile but they're gonna be hyped for this intense. game because they, they know how close they were they know how big ucf is and they, if they win this game uh, they're four and two i don't know where they are in conference they're one and two in conference oh, that's so, the thing mm. that's the thing uh that's another thing i want to talk about <laughs> well how many things am i going to talk about you're talking about a lot i'm gonna of talk now. i'm gonna that's talk about that thing and that thing <laughs> Hey, is that a thing over there? Because I'll like talk that about thing. it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, Memphis. What that with, thing do? Yeah. What that thing do? <laughs> Memphis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Memphis has Memphis. lost two conference games already. They're sixth in the conference, whereas UCF is tied for first or second uh, with Cincinnati, who's ranked twenty fifth. So okay. So Memphis isn't in really in contention. I mean, they are, but UCF's not going to lose two games. Well, now that just changes everything. I th- I assume Memphis was either had one loss or none. But you look at their – they have one common opponent in uh, uh, Connecticut. Uh, UCF went to uh, UConn the first week and beat them 55-17. to 17. And okay. I think Memphis uh, – UConn came to Memphis and Memphis won 56-17. Okay, I mean, or again, maybe maybe that's flip flop. I think it's almost turning so into close. this is almost turning into a rivalry game as much as it could be. Um, I would like to see UCF go into the ACC. I wouldn't hate it. That'd be, I mean, they're there. We already got sixteen teams, though. Yeah, you do. That's the thing. I mean, it. I, I don't think it's that far off from conference having twenty teams. I really don't. But each team playing everyone, all the nine teams in their division. For UCF to uh, take that next step and become, you know, a playoff contender every year, they because they have the recruits. They're here in Florida, one yeah. of the most heavily recruited states in UCF the nation. UCF can't lose this game if they want to stay in like yearly. Like this is a huge game for them. Yeah, but I, you know, after talking, I think I'm talking myself into UCF. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you, and uh, I still wouldn't hear you if you picked Memphis. Um, it's one of those teams, just like Iowa State, who. You look at him and you're like, all right, which game are you going to come out and just, like, go balls to the wall and beat a top-10 team? Yeah. You know? And, I again, like, like I said, just one pick, one fumble, one stop, and this game changes completely. It's going to be high scoring. There's going to be, like, 120 points scored in this game. What time is this game on? 2.30. 2.30? That's a 2.30 game. We'll have to see what other games are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely be flipping back and forth to that. Is that a ESPN game? On uh, ABC. ABC. Ooh. Big time game there yeah. for UCF. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, we'll move down the line. We already talked about Texas. Ooh, this is going. We'll hit. What? Oh, no. We'll just go over Penn State real quick. Penn State, Michigan okay. State. I do want to talk about that Washington-Oregon game. That you yeah, yeah, we're going. That's, yeah, Penn yeah. State, Michigan State. So, I think the best thing for Penn State, they lose to Ohio State and they go on a bye. I think that was really good for them yeah. because uh, they had time to get back. You know, it was an emotional game, one point loss, called that. You know, uh, right here. <laughs> um, but well called game. Thank you, thank game. you. But yeah, coming off that bye, Michigan State's really not that great. But the interesting thing about this game is Michigan State is only allowing thirty three rushing yards a game, which is wildly low. And Penn State loves 33? 33. Is that the number? 33 a game. Unless I, unless the person I uh, read this off of was wrong, 33 rushing yards a game. And Penn State loves to run the ball. Trace McSorley had 120 rushing yards against Ohio State. And so it's really strength against strength right here. And I don't think Michigan State's that good. I don't think their offense is that good. But it's going to be interesting to see if Penn State can go out there 
and run the ball against this hard-nosed Michigan State defense. Man, that is a uh, – that's one of those numbers you look at and you're like, all right, uh, if it turns into a defensive ball game, it's up in the air then. Yeah, and I think Trace McSorley can throw the ball. That's the thing. Is like, oh, he can sling that thing. very well might be selling out against the run, and he just comes out and says, uh, screw you, I'm going to throw it over your head. But I, I like this – I li- like honestly, it's the best case scenario for Michigan State. Penn State still wins this game. I got Penn State winning. Uh, They're favored by thirteen. I'll take them covering. Yeah, I think they do too. You know, and uh, I think Michigan State uh, is one of the teams that's usually better than they are this year. Yeah, but they got they got a lot of issues over there at Michigan State. They're yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that uh that run statistic real quick, but. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see. Um, rush yards allowed, yeah, 33.8. But 305 pass yards There allowed. it is, yeah. It's a run-heavy team. <laughs> and you look at Penn State, uh, under 200 on passing yards, and they're 160. Uh, well, 192 passing yards for you sticklers out there. And uh, 161 on rush yards allowed defensive-wise. Um, and Penn State – has an average of total yards of 510 yards a game. Yeah, I, I think Penn State still runs them over. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Michigan State's schedule going in this game. 260 rushing yards for Penn State usually a game. Yeah, something's got to give. One something's got to give in this game. Either Penn State's going to run all over them or Michigan State shuts them down. I think the more likely scenario is Penn State runs all over. Penn State's them. got a good defense too. You know, uh, to keep a team under 200 yards uh, on both sides of the ball, averaging, especially when you have Ohio State on your schedule. It's it's pretty good. Deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm taking Penn State Penn State to cover for sure. Yep, I got Penn State too. All right, and now we'll get to one of the more interesting matches matchups of the week. That uh, Washington number seven ranked Washington at number seventeenth ranked Oregon. Oh yeah, I like this game. Uh, again, it's going to be strength versus strength. Justin Herbert is a really good quarterback, but Washington State has one of the top pass defenses in the nation. So. I mean, that, it's a stingy pass defense. And you've heard me on this podcast the last two weeks go with Washington, picking them to cover by huge amounts against top teams. Not top, top teams, but ranked teams. I like this Washington team. I think they're really coming into their own after losing to Auburn. And we're seeing Auburn's not that great of a team. But I think, again, the, the Washington's, Washington had to travel go to that game i think that's a huge deal they had to go all the way to atlanta from washington auburn literally traveled an hour basically a home game for them i'm picking washington they have the big game experience oregon really doesn't they haven't played ranked teams at home like in the last two years there's oregon played stanford not at home yeah it was at home it was at really yeah it was at alton maybe it was i guess i got that wrong but but they blew it but they blew it again yeah they haven't won the big games and maybe it's have they haven't beat a ranked team at home in a couple of years. That might be the statistic I was looking at. So I'm taking Washington. I think they're a better team than Oregon is, a more well-rounded team. But I think it might be more interesting than you think. Um, I think that Washington is the better team mm-hmm. on paper, and that's where college football <laughs> comes in. This is going to be my upset of the week. I think I'm taking Oregon. I think they need to wash that Stanford loss out of their mouth. Um, and the reason why I'm doing that is, yeah, I know Jake Browning's a good, good quarterback, but I really don't think uh, that win over Auburn is they as lost. impressive. They lost Auburn. Yeah, yeah, that loss versus Auburn. I, I really don't think Auburn as is as impressive um, I, no, I of a loss, you know, as it as it first that. seemed to be. And when you look at it, their uh, yards allowed per game, Oregon allows about 50 more. Um, they're allowing about almost 240 yards over the air, so multiply that against Jake Browning a little bit. But their rush yards are at 108. They held Bryce Love pretty good. Up there until the end, they held Stanford uh, pretty good on the ball. And Stanford's a good team. I think Notre Dame is outrageously good this year, especially with Ian Book. For sure. So I'm taking Oregon because I think they they make – Washington look one-dimensional, and then they can get well, a pick Well, I think or two. Washington is one-dimensional. I'll give you that for sure. But, again, I just don't think they're going to be – Washington's defense is good. They were very good. And 
they have to come out and win this game or they want a chance at the playoff. If the Pac-10 wants a chance, is it 10 or 12 now? It's 12 now. Mm-hmm. I mean, these all, they need to figure it out. Rename your conference with the amount of teams in your conference, goddamn it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right, all right. The Big 12, how many teams you got? 10? <laughs> get two more teams or get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, do something better. Yeah. Rename your conference. Jesus. Um, it's the Big 17. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> if the Big 12 or 14 name, or 16, whatever they want to call themselves. We're going to name our conference the Big Dicks. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, um, okay, uh, but if they, if they want a chance at the playoffs, Washington has to win this game. I think Washington does win this game. They prove themselves. That loss at Auburn was a, that was a blip on the radar. Another Auburn. reason why I'm picking Oregon. Lock of the week, Washington. Okay, upset of the week, Oregon. And another reason why I'm picking them as my upset is they can score more points. You look at their last five games, they've put up way more points than uh, than Washington has. And you look at their average points per game, Washington has 29.2, Oregon has 45.6. I get it. Justin Herbert's good. It's yeah. going to be a close game. Yeah. And, Washington wins by a touch. And you know what? Um, it's it's a three-and-a-half point spread, so some, some of you might not call it an upset, but – I would call an upset. It's a top 10 opponent versus a uh, number 17 opponent. That's an upset. It's an upset. And, um, you know, I, I do feel like Washington's a better team, but I just got a gut feeling that Oregon's uh, Oregon's going to come ready to play. Well, your gut feelings, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> They're trash. They, they have been lately, besides my, uh, besides my Florida picks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they played good. Yeah, they played good. Um, we already talked about West Virginia. Um, let's touch on Notre Dame versus Pitt. Ah, uh, why? What's the point? Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, true. I think he I think they're a playoff contender officially. Yep. Uh, I think right now they are the only team that could hang with Alabama. Oh, yeah, could hang. Uh, you know, last time we said that, they got beat like 42-14. to 14. I didn't think they could hang in Alabama that year. No, I didn't. I think this year. I might have just convinced myself because I didn't want Alabama to win it. Mm. But Yeah, I think that's what everyone was doing. I wasn't fooled. Mm-hmm. But this year, I I do think that they could do it. They could hang with them. I'm not saying they could beat them. I like this quarterback they got. He mm. is a lot better than the other guy. Again. I heard he reads a lot. <laughs> What's up with that, man? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I want my quarterback doing. I know. He needs to be drawing plays in his notebook. Book? Your name should be Playbook, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yep. He needs to be drawing plays, not reading plays. Come on. Do you get it? That was a little, a little yeah. play on yeah. words. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, like yeah. It. I come up with these things good. They're favored by 21 against Pitt. I don't think Pitt's that great. I wish FSU played them this year. Um. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, they're favored by 21. <laughs> they're going to cover by 35. Maybe not 35. That's 35. <laughs> That's a lot of points. <laughs> you know, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, That's why they play the game, right? Uh, what's the spread? Do you know 21. I just said that. 21. Literally sorry, sorry, just sorry. Said I'm, that. Not, I'm doing a lot of things at once. Yeah. No, um, they, cover, they cover that easy. That quarterback they got knows how to throw a football. Yep. And Reed. All right. I also hate Chip Kelly. He's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Not Chip Kelly. Brian Kelly? Yeah. yeah. They're the same person. Yeah. I hate them both. Yeah. I get them mixed up a lot. I bet they text each other. They probably, I know. They're like, probably dude, someone called me Chip. Yeah, dude, someone called me Brian. And while, meanwhile, Chip Kelly's over there trading away all the Eagles' good players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, he's uh, he's in L.A. just chilling, trying to get like the head coaching job over at the L.A. Rams or Chargers. Yeah, he's and like, they're like, well, what's your in. record? Let me back in. Oh, you're 0-5? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know – don't give you UCLA that bad. Chip, Chip, Chip Kelly. Chip, 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 Chip. Yeah. He'll figure it out. He'll, he'll do good. Chip Kelly's a good coach. He's washed up. You know? Officially um, on the washed up side. Chip I'm Kelly. very happy that Florida ended up with Dan Mullen and not Chip Kelly, though. I wanted Dan Mullen to begin with. Yeah. Because he, he's he been there. That's Florida just guy. Not. And he's proven it this year, man. He's sh- he's showing out. Yep. Florida play this week? Do they play somebody? Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about it. They play uh Vanderbilt. They head up to Nashville, no. Tennessee. No, uh, we'll gonna get that. What are they favored by? I didn't look at that. Shit, Robert. Favored by seven. Oh, they cover that. Jesus. 
this joke of a half of a conference that you play in. You know what? The SEC East is the most interesting uh, conference going on right now, a side of the conference going on right now. Yeah, the SEC, well, okay, I'll give it to you. It's better this year because Alabama – or. Alabama's going to destroy that conference. It's up, in, it's up in the air. LSU and Auburn are two overhyped teams, and I took Auburn like as a lock to cover last week. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Yeah. For sure. But Auburn and LSU seem to be super overrated. Who else is on the side of the conference? A&M. Mississippi State, A&M. I don't A&M's think, a good team. A&M plays Mississippi State this week, I'm pretty sure. A&M's going to whoop them. Yeah. Uh, no, A&M plays South Carolina. My bad. A&M's going to whoop them. Yeah, well, They're Jim, good. Jimbo owns Muschamp. He 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 bends him over, and makes him call him daddy. Well, you know, Muschamp got him one year. He got him one year in Tallahassee. Yeah, it was a good year. Well, that wasn't Muschamp's team. Knocked EJ out cold, son. For sure, but yeah, he did get him one year. But most of the time when they played, Jimbo was beating Muschamp. Yep, yep. Jimbo's a good coach, and uh, I think A&M team is playing football. They are, and look, you look at their two losses, like you said last week. Alabama and Clemson. Two good football teams, we're telling you. You listen to the college football extravaganza, you're going to know Texas A&M's a good football team. Yeah, that's my only note for that game was Jimbo owns Muschamp. Jimbo owns Muschamp. They're favored by two and a half. I'll take them to cover for sure. All right. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that Florida-LSU game last week a little bit because that was a big game. Yeah, I didn't really get to watch it because it was during the FSU game, pretty sure. I was there, and let me tell you, I have never heard the swamp that loud, uh, at least in 10 years, a decade. People were going insane. Uh, I was uh, second, the upper deck where the Gators usually enter in, like center field pretty much, Mm -hmm. and uh, was pretty much on our side for that pick six. Place went crazy, man, and you could feel it in the air. Like You could feel that the crowd was in it and that – uh, the players were buying into it, yeah. and Dan calls some uh, very creative plays uh, whenever he's in tricky situations. Like last week against Mississippi State, he calls that uh, you know screen pass to Tony, what you think is going to be a screen pa- pass because they've been throwing those uh, bubble screens all day. Throw it to him. He throws it. Uh, who caught the touchdown? I think uh, Moral Stevens caught the touchdown. I'm not sure, but – uh, throws it to him, gets a touchdown, the game-winning touchdown uh, to go ahead. And yeah. this week, uh, they do a similar thing where they uh, hand the ball off to Lucas Cruel, a tight end, who played baseball. He's got a cannon. He can throw a fastball at 96 mile an hour. He's a big dude. And he throws it um, back to somebody for uh, another touchdown or a large game. It's just these situations where Mullen gets in, he's calling some very creative plays. Um, which Florida hasn't had in a long time. Even even when he was the coordinator, they ran maybe a reverse with with Harvin or something like that. Which Harvin's it's Percy Harvin. He's gonna get yards. But for sure. but now uh, he doesn't have weapons like that. Tony for sure is a good weapon, but he's spreading the ball out and he's being creative with these handoff passes, these jump passes, and all that. And that's exciting football. Yeah, that's that is great because it's like when you have a coach who he's doing the best with what he has and he's being successful doing it. And that's what you're looking for, honestly. And Todd Grantham, I was very, uh, suspect of his defense coming in. I'm a three, four guy. Um, he's switching it up and he just switches it up so much with the, with the blitz. And I, I think, uh, if you look at Mississippi state, he didn't have the athletes to be as aggressive as he needed to be to run his defense. But now he's got some fast guys. Voshan Joseph on the edge. I think he got two sacks. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't even see him coming. They'll over. They'll I, overloaded. Uh, they overloaded one side of the ball. I think the right side of the ball one uh-huh. time, and didn't blitz anyone. They dropped everyone back and covered on the other side, and the O line couldn't cover him. They got the sack. This is what we were talking about with Joe Burrow. Like we didn't think he was. Everyone was overhyping him because he can complete a pass at LSU. Plays a good team and he gets destroyed i think florida's defense is uh kicking on all cylinders now and i think uh honestly i think if you let florida play kentucky again i think they beat them mm, i don't know kentucky did get beat in overtime they, by a good texas a&m team so again, yeah. but i i think uh i think florida's just getting better because they're just getting more time That's under the, that yeah, system they are getting better and uh, 
again, that's what you look for. That's why I, what I talk about with Willie or Willie Taggart. I almost said Willie Muschamp. <laughs> We've been talking about him, <laughs> but yeah, no. With Willie Taggart, is you're looking for them to get better each week they play. Like you're not necessarily thinking national championship this year. But you want to slip in a little Florida State talk because I watched a condensed version of that game. So I didn't have to go through the pain of watching the fourth quarter. I would have rather lost seventy to nothing, honestly, than lose the way we did. That hurts. Thing is, we got we did get robbed at the end. You're talking about double pass that they threw. We threw a double pass. They called it uh, an illegal forward pass. Mm. The replay showed that it was not, and they never reviewed it. Never reviewed it. Never reviewed it. We scored a touchdown. We would have been we would have been up thirty five to whatever. Game Mm -hmm. over. They called it a legal pass. Willie made zero adjustments in the second half. That was the only good play call of the second half. He set it up perfectly and executed perfectly. But we scored seven points in the second half, and it was on a kick return. Mm. And so that's just – it's it's ridiculous. I just remember watching that condensed version of the game, and once you hit the fourth quarter, it was like sack, sack, tackle for loss, sack. Yeah, yeah, so we lost one of our offensive linemen again, and then we hadn't got another one back. And but he's not the same caliber as the other guy. He's still one of our best ones. But you lost one during the game. No, last week. Okay. Um, he was the one who came back last week. wasn't able to play this week. And the other one who was out last week came back and played this week. So that's our fun on the offensive line this year. But we looked great in the first half. They couldn't stop us. Our defense was playing football. Looked great in the first but half. As much as I said, uh, Francois won the Louisville game. He came back and lost this game. He turned over the ball twice on two consecutive drives in Miami territory. With a fumble and an interception. interception. Yep. Yep. And so that gave away the game, basically. And we had this game won. And once you give life to a team like that in their home stadium, even when nobody shows up to the home stadium, it's it's over. It was over. when As soon as he fumbled that ball, I knew the game was over. And this freshman quarterback looked shaky in the first half, and he really picked it up in the second half. So this week – Florida or Florida State gets a bye. Thank God. They get a bye to work on some stuff. And then they play Wake. a not so good Wake Forest team. They who also fired their defense coordinator. I'm very yeah, I'm very interested to see if we can put up a bunch of points against this Wake Forest team. That'll be a good time to experiment around and see if the offense is yeah, gonna be quicken. Because we gotta play Clemson the next week. Yep. Um and We'll get to Clemson here in a second. Uh, let's talk about, uh, just quickly, Ohio State and Minnesota. I think yeah, Ohio State gets that win. Yeah, they're favored by like a billion, aren't they? 30. 29 and a half. 30 billion. 30 billion. Yeah, yeah. 30 billion. I think they cover. Ah, there's no reason to think they don't cover here, honestly. Cover. Except for their defense. They're another team who plays a bunch of offense and no defense. But Yep. We'll see about that. So, quickly moving on from Ohio State, uh, getting to Clemson. Uh, they got a bye this week. Uh, next week, you should be looking forward to that at NC State. Uh, NC State. That'll be a good game. That'll be a good game, and uh, I'm going to have this week to go over in my head because I might look at that as an upset. Yeah, it's potential. It's there. NC State's going to play them tough, but at Clemson, sh- it, they should be a better team. They should win that game. Yep. Be, it was a nice test for Trevor Lawrence. I'm interested to see how he plays in that game. Interested to see if he's still stumbling from that hit against Syracuse. Yeah, they looked good last week, though. Yeah. He looked fine. Um, uh, let's, only, see. let's see. I don't think I think we covered everything in my notes. Uh, Colorado USC. Uh, Colorado ranked home favorite. USC unranked. Colorado's got a really good quarterback. Colorado's looking good. They're I'm five and zero. Um, I like it when Colorado's good. But USC, it's again, it's going to be another game. Strength versus strength. Colorado. Uh, has a good quarterback. USC has a really strong secondary, and uh, basically the entire back seven of USC looks good. I picked against Colorado last week. I don't think I'm going to pick against them this week. I think the fact that they're playing at home is a big deal. USC stumbled. They have two losses, but they have two wins in a row by one possession. That's gritty. Like I said, they're learning how to win. I still think Colorado wins this game. Closer than the experts think. All right. Pulling out the league course of thing. All right. Any other games before we get into the final top two? Uh, I think we hit them all. Uh, we talked about Texas, Florida, Memphis, all that. Let's do it. Michigan, Wisconsin. Did we hit that? Nope. No, we haven't hit that. I thought that was one of the top two. Oh, you're talking about Alabama. Never yeah, mind. yeah, Alabama and Georgia. Let's talk about Alabama and then talk about Michigan, Wisconsin. All right. All right. Uh, Bama gets the win over Mizzou. They're favored by 28. They're going to cover. Yeah, it's uh, at Bama, I believe. I think, that's, I think if it was at Mizzou, the 28 would be a little too much. Because Mizzou's not bad. They have a good quarterback. Their offense is decent. Yep. 
Um, yeah, and we'll get to see an okay team play yeah, against Alabama. That's the only thing. It's like, yeah, Alabama's going to play a team who could give them a fight, but still, look at the line. They're favored by 28. Right. Yep, and that's what I – at least they're an SEC opponent. You know, that's – that's all I can say. Yeah, about this is going to be the second best team they played all year. All right, um, and Michigan versus Wisconsin. You don't like Wisconsin. You said that. I don't just because if if they're not uh, having the time of possession, if they're not winning the time of possession battle, yeah. they're usually not winning the game. And uh, I think I think people are giving Jim Harbaugh a hard time. I think Michigan is kind of funding their groove, and they're a good football team. I agree. I. I like the Harbaugh hire when Michigan originally hired him, but it just has not worked out so far. It hasn't. And I watched a little bit of Michigan play last week. Shea Patterson looks like he's figuring out the offense. They're giving him a hard time at the beginning of the season. But I just don't think – I don't. So I was thinking about this for my upset of the week. I still haven't picked one. But now that when I keep looking at it, I just don't think it's 10 points. Like Michigan's favored by 10 points. I don't see them covering that, but I do see him win the game. I see Michigan win the game. Uh, I don't. I don't think they cover either. You said yeah. ten points. Again, it's like what you were saying. Wisconsin likes to control the ball. They're just not going to let Michigan get ahead by that much. They're going to slow the pace of the game down. But I think Michigan again. It's just like that's a better team going to play them. Even though Wisconsin's fifteen, Michigan's twelve. It's a close ball game. It's going to be a close yeah, ball game. Yeah, I agree. It's not and the fact that Michigan's favored by ten points is wild to me. Hammer Wisconsin. Put all your money on them. All right. Um, and for the last game of the week, we'll go with Georgia LSU because it's the That's most the interesting matchup. top five matchup we got this week. Um, Man, after watching LSU play last week, I and watching them play Auburn, and Auburn doesn't look good, I think Georgia – it's going to be a test for Georgia. We'll see how good Georgia is. Who's Georgia played so far? Have they played anybody interesting? Uh, they played South Carolina, which that game was uh, being hyped up a lot in the I'm beginning of the season. I'm not a huge season. South Carolina believer. Me either. And, uh, and I think Georgia has played – let's see. Uh, I'm getting it. I'm either getting way, uh, this is going to be the toughest team Georgia's played this year. They played Missouri and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's not a notable team. They struggled against Tennessee. They played Vanderbilt last week, beat them 41-13. Um, and, you know, I'm still not really high on LSU. I'm uh, not either. Still not really high on Florida, even though they beat LSU. I think we're going to learn a lot about both of these teams. Um, if Georgia comes out and trounces them, then it's not going to tell me a lot about LSU. It's going to tell me more about Georgia, the fact that Georgia's just not playing around with anybody. Right. seems like they've been kind of, you know, messing around, don't really have an identity at this point in the season. From what their game, their scores of their game so far, I haven't watched a lot of Georgia football to be honest, because I've assumed they're going to win every game they played up to this point. I'll probably watch this one, except for I'm going to watch. They've scored South over Alabama forty play. points in every game besides Tennessee, and mm, okay, uh, it's it's pretty consistent play. And even against Tennessee, they scored thirty eight, held them to twelve uh, against a not so good Tennessee team. But they've been messing around with their quarterbacks, haven't they? Doing something like that. Yeah, but uh, when Fromm is off, Fields has come in and picked up the slack. That's what they did against Tennessee. And really? uh, I think, I think, uh, really, you can lean on either one of the guys. I think they're both good quarterbacks. I, I'm, I'm picking Georgia as my lock of the week. Oh, for sure. They're favored by seven. LSU's not going to win this game. Are they playing? They're playing at Georgia, right? At LSU. Ooh, at LSU, and yep. Georgia's favored by seven. Still, I think it's another fact. I think Georgia's just that much more. That much better of a team. They're better. Than they are better. Um, I have a bone to pick with the coaches poll and well, maybe not coach poll, but the AP poll. Right now, you have LSU at thirteen and Florida at fourteen. Did you not see the whooping? <laughs> Did you not see that that whooping? LSU's Gator bait. All right. Okay, I think both of them are a little high. Switch them. Yeah, I think switch it, them right now. I think they're more from fifteen to twenty instead of from ten to fifteen. And you know, I'm fine with that. Just put us over LSU. We yeah. beat them fair and square. LSU, they love LSU. They everybody loves LSU all the time. Every year they overhype them. Get off Joe Bur- Burrow's sack. You saw him get sacked. Yeah, not a big Joe Burrow. Blake Black. But yeah, I I agree. The Florida should definitely be ahead of LSU because I think they're just putting LSU up there because that Auburn game. And Florida went to Mississippi State in a hostile environment and got a big defensive win. You know, Florida might not be putting up points, but they are grinding out wins, and that's that's something to be said of a team. And we'll see what we do, but 
you know, you got to be ranked ahead of a team you beat. We're getting into the meat of the season, and we're getting getting an idea of really how good these teams are. And I just don't know who's watching LSU. They beat Miami, but Miami almost got beat by Florida State, who's terrible. Miami, uh, in that Florida State game, just like in the LSU game, they came out unemotional. They came out not ready to play and had a very slow start. Yeah, I just... And that's going to kill them. That's going to kill them against any team. Just watch this LSU team get beat by 40 by Alabama. That's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. So They're going to get I don't know. Maybe they come out and they they say enough of this bullshit. We're going to beat Georgia because Florida beat us last week. But I just don't see it happening. LSU on a two-game losing streak. I think the most interesting game to watch is going to be that Washington at Oregon game. We picked different. uh, You picked Washington. I picked Oregon. It's going to be a fun game to watch. A um, little bit of local stuff. Uh, I'm going to go to the West Florida Argonauts game. It's a Division Two game, and you're going to go to the South Alabama. Sun Belt, baby. They're playing uh, yeah. Alabama and State. And all eyes turn to the Sun Belt Conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alabama State probably going to beat them. <laughs> no, I, oh, no. I don't know. I'm going to root on my friend, old Kyle Faxlinger. Uh, Special teams coordinator, right? I think right. he's working with wide receivers now. Wide receivers? Know. He's a GA anyway. So oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're rooting for Kyle big time. Uh, yeah, old Luke Jackson, old kicker for Mizzou and West Florida Jaguars High School. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Got me a ticket to the West Florida game, so I'm going to go watch them. Old uh, Pounce, old, uh, I think we're playing West Georgia. It's a top 10 matchup in the Division II uh, GCC Conference. Oh, big, big time matchup. It's Prime actually, time. It's actually uh, West Florida's first time hosting a top 10 opponent at uh, Blue Wahoo Stadium, so that'll oh, be that fun. That will be cool, yeah. That'll be fun. Um, yep. Till next time, guys. You got anything? You got anything you wanna you wanna tell to the people at home in their car or at their favorite tailgate? Ele, baby. Everybody love everybody. Uh, everybody love everybody. Um, you know, go dogs. That's my lock of the week. Can't believe I said that. My lock of the week. Yep, that's my lock of the week. My lock of the week. Is that what you're trying to say? No, that's my lock of the week. Play Assassin's Creed. He says malake all the time, and it definitely <laughs> sounds like you're trying to say malake. Malake. <laughs> That's Malaki of the week. I couldn't find an upset of the week, so I'm just going to say no upsets. No upsets? Think, you know, last week we had a good bit of upsets, so I wouldn't be surprised if there were no upsets. Oregon's my upset of the week. Wouldn't be surprised if Memphis came out there and showed them what's up. Yeah, and I've talked myself into a favorite on every, a couple of these games. I was like, oh, I'm going to pick the upset here, and it's like I've just talked myself out of it. Right. Um, we're going to get this up to you all before Saturday so you can listen to it at your tailgate. Or whatever, so you can as you're driving to the game, as you're driving to the game, as you're getting drunk with your buddies, Ugh. or why you're happy that Florida State's not going to lose this week. Oh yeah, because they can't. They can't. If they do, I don't know. <laughs> All right, peace out, guys. Have See a good day. Ya.